0: Ah, memories. It's been six and a half years since Leave triumphed, of course, in the EU referendum by that margin of fifty-two to forty-eight. In case you forgot, so rarely discussed after all. It's almost three years since the UK did officially leave, um, which actually coincides, by the way, with the beginning of the pandemic. Not saying they're related, but I just just getting nostalgic about these these memories. It was, if you remember, described by Boris Johnson as an oven-ready deal. And it's almost exactly two years, in fact, two years is Saturday, since Boris Johnson trumpeted his post-Brexit trade deal, which he said was the biggest trade deal yet, worth £660 billion, which he declared will, if anything, allow our companies and our exporters to do even more business with our European friends. Now, as The Guardian today knows, he falsely claimed there would be no non-tariff barriers to trade. But you know what? I know, I know. It's such a rare slip from that paragon of honesty and integrity Boris Johnson, because he's a first time offender, we'll just let it slide. Anyway, how's it all going? Share a little have a little look, see, see what's see what's going on. Important to judge in its own terms, after all, which is why a new report by the British Chambers of Commerce is important. So they surveyed yeah, surveyed more than a thousand business leaders. Now, 77% said the deal wasn't helping them increase sales or expand. Uh, 56% said they'd experienced problems complying with the new rules for exporting goods. 45% reported issues trading and services. It's problems like dealing with the EU rules of VAT, problems with custom rules, limits on business travel. Now, um, because of these problems not being resolved, according to the BCC, EU traders are just going to go elsewhere, which will then just keep compounding the economic problems that this country faces. Now, part of the issue, there was a standoff over the Northern Ireland Protocol bit of an oversight, not focusing on that issue during the referendum campaign, if we're going to be honest with you, given the Good Friday Agreement, which stopped a conflict, which killed about 3,500 people, was based on there being an open border between North and South. And obviously, if you have the North and the South, one in the EU and one outside the EU, with therefore different rules, then you're going to have a problem, which is why you end up with a protocol. Anyway, there's a big standoff there, and that means, you know, until that's that that's sorted out, the relationship won't be stabilised. They did threaten a trading war, under Liz Truss- I mean, she was halfway to claiming France at one point, to be fair. Um, yeah, but there's, that's calmed down a bit, and there's negotiations going on. Now, this all comes as a report from the Centre for European Reform suggests Brexit shaved 5.5% of the economy cost costs £40 billion in tax revenues, which is a fair whack, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, quite a lot of nurses could be paid with that, I would say. Let's talk about this. Now, some might actually... Uh, Noticed? Well, you have noticed because I read your comments and some of you complain about this, but I'm not always very enthusiastic about talking about Brexit on this channel. There is a few reasons for that. One, I did not like the culture war that the referendum unleashed. My understanding of politics is broadly based on class, which is who has wealth and power and who doesn't. I believe you're on a collision course there, uh, the majority versus that tiny minority. the referendum campaign, well, particularly its aftermath, if got on honest, redefined people as leavers and remainers, and I didn't like that at all because it became these cultural identities, which you know, as though um, I don't know, a, a supermarket worker in Hackney, a single mum who voted remain, was somehow aligned with the head of Goldman Sachs or David Cameron, who also voted remain, or a former miner in Derbyshire had something in common with Jacob Reese mogg just because they both voted Leave. Didn't believe that. Um, so I didn't like the way it opened up these, these, these ridiculous and terrible divisions in British society. Secondly, I'll just be honest, I need to be very sensitive here because this will upset some people. There's a category of people I would describe as ultra-Remainers. Not all Remainers. I'm a Remainer. I campaigned for Remain. It annoys people, some people, well, those people, and I point that out, because most of them didn't do any campaigning during the referendum campaign. They only started campaigning when it was a little bit too late. Uh, I voted for Remain. I had problems with the European Union. I set out a case of why the left should debate leaving the European Union about a year before the referendum campaign. That was very clear. The reasons to join, to stay in the EU. Um, reform, and, re, re, uh, Remain and reform, uh, because I didn't like the anti-migrant nature of the referendum campaign, because it would embolden the most reactionary elements of the conservatives. That's why I campaigned for Remain. Um, but ultra-Remainers, it reminds me of a old Christian friend who often said the worst thing about Christianity is Christians. And this applied for ultra-Remainers, who became, some of them, the most radicalised, ridiculous people online you'd ever come across systematically alienated Leavers. They did not care about winning over Leavers over, who they generally just treated as completely thick and stupid. They went down all these stupid loopholes, basically, just saying instead of convincing Leavers, they'll just treat the referendum campaign as completely illegitimate. The Russians did it. It was an advisory referendum, as though a a constitutional technicality um, overturns the fact that we all had leaflets shoved through our doors by the government telling us that whatever the referendum result was, it would be abided by, and parties in Parliament voted for that. Uh, to happen, um, you know, and then you know they waged this guerrilla warfare against the Labour leadership because they were obviously a lot of them more interested in hating the left than actually staying in the European Union. Um, Gloria De Pierro, who is would call herself a Blairite, but she represented a Leave and constituency, and she told me that some of those supposedly ultra Remainer MPs actually were quite interested in using it as a wedge issue. Um, to attack the Labour leadership. And also, they'd go on, they'd they'd, they'd be like, oh, Joby Corbyn's a Brexiteer, but then Rory Stewart they'd embrace as one of their own, even though he was campaigning for Theresa May's Brexit, because these people are all vibes and not substance, by the way. And they also now go on about they love Keir Starmer, even though he's backed Boris Johnson's Brexit deal and is <laughs> basically trying to out-Brexit the Tories. So anyway, those people are ridiculous, in my opinion, and they can call me as many compound swearers as they like, cock wank-spangle hilarious coming from middle-aged people who find those compound swear words hilarious i've said my piece i clearly don't like them they don't like me but i just they are the worst possible kind of propagators of this cause so they just deter me from talking about it Th- thirdly i do have a complicated relationship with the eu because as i've said i did support staying in the eu but from kind of neoliberal ideas enshrined in treaties to the way it treats migrants I have problems. Also, it's got, like, Hungary in it, <laughs> uh, which is ruled by a, a semi-dictatorship, essentially. Um, fourthly, I don't think most of the UK's problems are caused by Brexit. Uh, a certain type of centrist thinks it, basically, everything was fine before 2016, that Britain was some sort of idyllic paradise. There was going about the 2012 Olympic opening ceremonies, which I did like, as though it was some sort of utopia and everything was fine then. Things weren't fine then. There was terrible austerity, stagnating and falling living standards, a financial crash much of the country lived in terrible hardship. That's one of the reasons they voted for leave in the end. So, yeah, you know, I would blame neoliberalism, austerity, dare I say capitalism for much of the problems of this country. The housing crisis predated this. The lack of workers rights predated this. The decimation of public services and the welfare state predated this. So I think you can say it's a problem, but without saying it is the only problem, which is what some ultra-remainers would like us to do. Now, that not notwithstanding, with, not this deal is not working. It's bad for the economy. It's bad for our society. And um, The other thing is, you know, the whole point of this was to stop immigration, which I'm obviously very against stopping immigration. I think immigration is a good thing. It's enriched our society, our economy. Um, um, but what's so kind of ridiculous about it is we did all this economically damaging things because of, you know, above all else, to control the borders, stop immigration. Immigration is high now than it's ever been. Good, by the way. Brilliant. I didn't have a problem with that. I think that's great. But it's just ridiculous that we had a vote which was based, in large part, on stopping people coming into the country. um, And actually, correctly, we have more immigration than ever, and we've blown up the economy. The whole thing is so ridiculous. Which is why 56% say the Brexit was a wrong decision, and 32% say it was the right decision. I don't, you know, the vast majority of people can see there were no actual tangible benefits in their lives. Now, I would have settled for a closer relationship um, that Labour opted for before the referendum. We wouldn't be in this mess. Even if you did want to rejoin now and reopen the culture war, which I don't want to do, um, does the EU want Britain back? And also what conditions would be applied? Britain did have opt-outs, which I don't think we're going to get back. I, I, over my dead body, I rejoin the Euro. But, I mean, the Euro is a disaster and I'm not going to support that. But clearly the deal has to be amended that's what I mean Labour just don't want to talk about that now because uh, Keir Starmer was so associated with Maine he's worried it'll toxify him and make him like the toys will say oh see he wants to stop Brexit so he's got himself in a mess there um, but clearly this deal is a disaster it's just a disaster it's not going to work it's never going to work and it needs to be changed and amended we need a closer relationship with the EU that would satisfy some of you I know you'll be like well we need to rejoin well okay as I've said you know you know, I, you know I, I would have preferred it if we stayed in the EU. We're not in that place, but we do need to talk about this deal. It is a disaster, and we need to amend it. That's my thoughts. Please like, subscribe. Also, press this notification bell. I need to keep reminding people to do this. If you go to it, you can press the notification bell when you do subscribe, so you get all these videos pinging up on your phone or wherever you get them. I do support us on patreon.com forward slash I'm Joes84. I will see you soon. Lots of love, everyone. Take care. Happy Christmas. Bye.